Is it going? Okay. Yeah, we're good. Okay. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 17 of Recommendies, a podcast about media and entertainment. My name is Adam, and I'm joined today by my brother, Matt, for the second time. Today is going to be a little different episode. Matt, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Okay, cool. It's not like it's not going to live together. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. So yeah, today is very different, as you can maybe tell by the title. We're not focusing on a thing. We're not gonna be visiting the wiki, probably. Or I didn't beforehand. We're not gonna be looking at the critical and audience review, because today we're just gonna be talking about our favorite video games. And I kind of talked about this in the last episode, in the Uncharted episode, but I don't know, just like looking back, I kind of wanted to change up the list. Matt, you actually suggested that like, oh, you could do an episode to focus more on that. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I was like, well, Matt, let's do it. What we're going to do It's very is... in theme for Memorial Day. Oh, of course, yeah. This is the Memorial Day special. <laughs> Not coming out. We're recording it on Memorial Day. Yeah, actually. <laughs> so, just kidding. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I don't know. I think it just it's, it's going to be fun. And, yeah, we're going to do a little draft-style thing. So, Matt, you will go, then I will go, then you'll go, then I'll go. We'll each pick five. And, yeah, with each pick, we'll kind of just talk about why we like these why we pick them this is very not planned neither of us have anything written no down we talked or... about it literally yesterday <laughs> yeah yeah like and i have the name of the games on my phone and that's it oh my gosh i don't even have the name because i'm gonna i'm gonna do different ones from uncharted or what from the uncharted episode that i said i'm gonna try to do different ones mm-hmm. um but yeah, with that being said, Matt, with the first pick in the 2023 Recommendies video game draft. Oh, is this going to be a yearly thing then? I don't know. Uh, it seems... <laughs> it's not like just games of this year, though, is the thing. No. Yeah, that's true. Maybe another year we could do like movies. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. We're just doing video games today. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, on my list, a couple of these you haven't played, Adam. Yeah. Um, I should say also like you're... The games you have played, like the the variety of games you have played, I think is a lot wider than than the ones that I have. So I'm excited to hear your mm-hmm. picks. Um, so I'm going to start off with one that we have both played, um, and one that you just finished recently, uh, and that is The Last of Us Two, or sorry, The Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. Um, so I guess I want to go into a little bit of history on my relationship with The Last of Us series. So. I didn't play the first one on release. We didn't have a PS3. Um, And I watched a playthrough on YouTube. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if you know the YouTube channel Media Cows. It's now dead. I feel like I've heard. I sort of remember the name, but yeah. Um, Yeah, so I watched a playthrough on their channel. Um, And then when we got a PS4, uh, played through that. Um, And like, it was still great. Mm-hmm. But like the story being the main draw for that game, sure. It 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 um, you know, there's like a law of diminishing returns with like story based stuff, right? Um, so the part two was like my first sort of blind 
thing into um, into The Last of Us, kind of like how Uncharted Four was with mm-hmm. Uncharted for me, um, and I think that's why it, I hold it above the other three, um, just because I've like kind of already experienced them multiple times, and yeah. and the gameplay is like it's okay, yeah. but it's not the selling point, right? Um, yeah, so. That is that is my history with that a little bit, um, and I I do I, I mean I know some of your thoughts on Last of Us too because we talked about mm-hmm. it, but one thing. So, this is going to be a bit of a heady question, mm-hmm. not heady, but just kind of like. What's the meaning of st- it all? I don't. <laughs> I mean, almost okay. like why? Why does art exist? Why do we do art? Yeah. Or you know, and I, to to tell stories, to elicit emotions, and you know, whatever else you want to come up with. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anybody knows about uh, the Last of Us two, Part Two's release and. A bit before the release, when some like story leaks came out, uh, up to the release of the game, uh, it was quite contentious. Yes. Um, and the fact that it elicited such a strong response from so many people uh, showed the the strength of of the writing and characters in the first game, um, and how those. Uh, how how those affected people's feelings in the second game? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we want to get into spoilers because some of the stuff about it is, yeah, and especially it's so hot right now. That the the show came out. That's right. Um, spoiler warning. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> spoiler warning. I'll try to find uh, the time code and then put in. When we get to the next one. But yeah, I think it, you, you can't really talk about it and then not get into spoiler territory, I feel like. So just, yeah. you know, if you don't want to know, and I, if you don't know and you want to play the game, I would recommend like going into the game as blind as you can. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we will we will be getting into spoilers. So, yes. Okay. So, Joel dies. <laughs> dies uh uh abby uh, scores a a par three on on uh on joel nine you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, uh, and so yeah joel dies abby kills him and then you play as abby for the second half of the game Mm -hmm. and people hated that so much um and i understand that yeah um and there's this one thing that Neil Druckmann said in one of the, in one of the um, like behind the scenes things at the end of one of the episodes. Neil of the Last of Us TV series. Yeah, Neil Druckmann, the, the director. Yes, yeah, and I think co-president now of Naughty Dog. I think I so. Yeah. Um, he said uh, that he loves to humanize villains. Oh yeah. Um, and that is exactly what he did with Abby, and and what he does with. Uh, some new additions in the TV show, which is great for sure. Um, yeah, so they're Naughty Dog games are kind of they're kind of like blockbusters. I mean, certainly with Uncharted, it's mm-hmm. like an Indiana Jones, yeah, kind of that's like probably blockbuster. the most, most apt comparison, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Or the Uncharted movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the great success of the Uncharted movie. Right. So and good. Mark Wahlberg's stupid mustache. <laughs> um, yeah. So it thinking about it like that, it's it's weird. It's not weird. It's just different when they take risks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they took a very big risk with part two. Yeah. Um, and for a lot of people, it didn't pay off. But I think... I think they're just like a vocal minority. I think I so, think too. I think with a lot of people, it did pay off. Mm-hmm. Um, and with me, it certainly did. Um, yeah, and and it's very cool to see, to see that studio um, doing doing interesting things with the nature of in interactivity in video games. Because mm. um, that's kind of the thing that separates video games from movies or, or books or whatever, um, is, is you're in control of a an avatar. Um, and although these stories aren't necessarily like RPGs where you like craft a character yeah. and like make, you know, different choices to affect the narrative or whatever, um, it, it is firmly Naughty Dog is telling the story that they want to tell of this character. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that, and I, I, I know I told you this, there are, uh, towards the end of the game, there are scenes where uh, you play as both Abby and Ellie, mm-hmm. um, where you have to kind of like hunt each other stealthy-like or like in a fist fight or something. Mm-hmm. And... There are some like quick time events where you have to mash square, and I f- I remember feeling physically uncomfortable doing that both the times it happened. Yeah. Um, and the fact that a game did that to me um, is is really really profound and interesting. Right. And I actually had a similar. I, I I haven't listened to all your Uncharted Four episode, unfortunately. Well, it's not kind of the whole series. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, it's called mm-hmm. the Untrapped series. Uh, <laughs> oh, and I think the PSP game is called the Golden Abyss. Oh, okay. It's not. I, th- I thought it was the Golden Compass, but I was like, that's already a thing. That is already. That would be a. What a crossover that would be. <laughs> yeah. The weirdly Christian message. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's it really? I, I think the Golden Compass is, is kind of like Blind the Witch in the Wardrobe that way. I is that, think. Is that. The series is like his dark materials or something. Yeah, I don't know if I it's so. his or if it's just the. Anyways, the Golden Abyss. Okay. Uh, uh, anyway, um, I know what scene you're talking about in Uncharted Four. Yes. Yeah. After the big Madagascar car chase, the <laughs> the set, the probably the best set piece in the game, mm-hmm. um, and unfortunately the one they showed off at like E3 before the game came out, so I it kind know. of ruined it. For yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, is when you like they're talking about the treasure and they're like oh yeah this tread we're ahead of rafe mm-hmm. and this treasure is as good as ours and they go into the hotel room and then elaine is there and she you know she figured out that um there was no malaysia job yeah that there was no malaysia job and stuff um that nate had essentially been lying to her for like yeah yeah which two what months. an idiot he's so dumb he's so dumb yeah <laughs> god he should have known <laughs> literally sully is like after all you two have been together yeah and then it's yeah. like yeah dude yeah she was there from day one yeah yeah when that happened i cut like thinking back i should have known it's gonna happen because that little like when elena turns around and says something like there was no malaysia job or something mm-hmm. um like that was in the pre-release stuff, 
uh, if I remember correctly. Uh-huh. Um, so that moment was there, but the rest of the scene and how that plays out, it hits really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I, I don't know. What, I don't want to say I felt like embarrassed or yeah. like like I got found out. <laughs> right. <laughs> if that makes yeah. sense. Um, and the, the way I think that happened was they bring you on this big set piece, mm-hmm. right? This thing that's like, oh, it's just like the old games. Because yeah, right. up to now, I think the game has set a more grounded tone than the rest of them. Yeah. Um, a bit less maybe whimsical. Um, Nathan's older, kind of like out of the job mm-hmm. or, you know, out of the game, I guess. Yeah. And he's kind of half into it. And Sam having rope like roping him back in and stuff, mm-hmm. and you know having Naughty Dog taking you on this huge set piece with uh, multiple different sections. There's a car that you drive, which is a new thing yeah. in the series, um, and uh, there's the whole clock tower thing yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, and and the couple scenes before that, and you just like you feel that adrenaline rush with with Nathan, mm-hmm. um, and you're like back on the hunt, and you, you find this fucking treasure right yeah. um and then boom back to reality back to you know real life shit mm-hmm. um yeah and and uh doing those those little things with uh not really like player agency but um i don't know how to describe it just the like the basic fact of the interactivity of the thing mm-hmm. um, and, and how that, how those feelings translate so stronger um, because you're controlling an avatar is, yeah. is very cool. And, and I hope they do more of that because uh, I think they're working on a new IP, um, yeah. which is very exciting. That is really exciting. Yeah, no, that's a great game. I think going back to The Last of Us Part Two. And they're talking about playing as Abby. So I remember when that happened, I was like, oh, man, I don't want to, like, play as Abby. Mm-hmm. But, like, I don't think you're supposed to feel like, oh, yes, I, I get to be Abby now. No, no you're, I you mean, and, yeah, there, there are a bunch of things that are, like, her fear of heights, mm-hmm. um, her her connection with, or her, like, run-ins with, with Lev and uh, Yara, was it? Yeah, Yara. Yeah. Um, and, and giving dimension to like Mel and Owen, Mm -hmm. um, who are just, you know, these people that have like been up until now, you've been just trying to like kill Tommy or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. So that growing, growing out that side of the, the dilemma. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. I think it's, it's interesting because it's like. Uh, yeah, you know, you're playing as it switches perspectives to like the sort of main antagonist. I was like, oh, imagine if you're playing Mario and then he plays Mario and then halfway through the game it switches and then he goes plays Bowser. And like up until then, and it's like a lot of people would probably be like, oh, this is kind of dumb. Like, why did why did they do that? It's Mario. I want to play as Mario. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, just the fact that they kind of took that risk. And I think we both think it pays off pretty well. Mm is really cool and yeah it's something that i don't know it just yeah because the first game was so 
huge and the second game was really anticipated yeah just the fact that they did that and then in our opinion it worked mm-hmm. is pretty crazy and it's just a testament to how well written i feel like the game is mm-hmm. yeah yeah and having a huge studio like that with sony money behind it mm-hmm. it's a sony first party studio and it, as I understand it, with pretty much all of Sony's first-party studios, they're pretty hands-off creatively, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, then we wouldn't have gotten part two, I guess. Yeah, definitely. All right, great yeah, pick. So that's my, that's my uh, one. And I should, I don't know if this was specified, I don't remember, but this is in no particular order, for yeah. me at least. I would say for me neither. Okay. Yeah. It sounded like you were going to disagree with me. <laughs> no, I think that's smart, yeah. Um, all right. So for my number one pick, this is the game, I forgot to say it in the Uncharted episode, it kind of inspired this whole thing. My number one pick is Sleeping Dogs. I think it's by Square mm-hmm. Enix. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember when it came out. Was it like 2011, 2012? I think around that time, yeah. It was for like the PS3, Xbox 360. Yeah, it was towards the end of that generation, I think. Yeah. It's, um, you're in Hong Kong. It's open world. It's like GTA, uh, but you play as Wei Shen, who is a cop who goes undercover with the triads. And sort of has this moral dilemma kind of because it's like a lot of the people in the triads are like his childhood friends um but then obviously if he's a police officer what they're doing is illegal and it's just like the story is cool and the story is good but that's not to me the main reason why i like it i like it because it's so much fun Mm -hmm. the hand-to-hand combat is probably I don't know if it's the best part, but it's it's my favorite part. It's mm-hmm. so much cooler than like we were talking about, like in, in GTA five, you know, yeah, that has a more fleshed out like shooting and weapons system, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But the hand to hand is kinda not really a thing. Um, but then in Sleeping Dogs, you know, it takes a lot of influence, a lot of like martial arts. Mm-hmm. There's some like like the when you if you're in cover and then you vault over cover and then aim it goes into like slow motion yeah a lot of cues from like john woo and yeah 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 really really cool it's also like doesn't take itself too seriously you can sing karaoke Uh there's those karaoke there's one mission where you have to sing bad on purpose Uh to like have so like you're like this guy's wingman pretty much i think to make him look better (laughs) so you have to sing that on purpose like stuff like that's so fun there's this whole little like side quest thing where you go to this island and like fight in a tournament and then it's stylized like this old kung fu movie and it's so much fun and yeah sleeping dogs is just awesome yeah it's it's it was a i don't know if it's like a cult classic but it's it's definitely on that like I guess in ter- probably in terms of sales and mm-hmm. in terms of like, like public headspace. Yeah, just like, like what people. Yeah, yeah, like how much it occupies the 
the zeitgeist i don't know mm. um or did i guess when it came out um is uh, a lot a lot lower than it definitely deserves um because that was i think kind of the beginning of the uh quote unquote ubisoft open world formula boom um mm. Uh, with all their Far Cries and their um, new Assassin's Creeds, uh, sort of, um, and every other opening open world game, yeah, kind of aping those um, mechanics, mm-hmm. and and Sleeping Dogs in comparison is quite a bit more compact, yeah, um, uh, but it's 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 still dense, um, and there's a lot of uh, like there's this whole uh, series of side activities for like racing that I never ever did in the game, but it's just like there. Yeah. Um, and I think, did you do those? I've done, I haven't done like the super long one around the entire map, but I've done a lot of them because basically in the story, there's this mission. It's like far ish in the game. And then once you do that mission, you unlock this car. It's basically like a Batmobile. Like it has an EMP that you, you know, you can like, trigger it when you're near other cars and it shuts them down and it has like a gun and you can use that car in races and it's also like super fast so i'm like okay well i can just disqualify other people and win the race so is he like win before you finish because i think they slow down and then they end up start it doesn't take them out of commission permanently oh but that that would make that really long one a whole lot better. I know. Just... <laughs> I, think, I think the long end is on motorcycles. Oh. But, yeah. I don't know. I think the driving is also... It's fun because you can, like, ram cars. Mm-hmm. There's, like, a ram button. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I can't... It's just fun. I just recently... I mean, today I finished one of the DLCs that I hadn't played. And that was a lot of fun. That was more, like, police-focused. Mm-hmm. And then there's another DLC that's, like kind of paranormal but it's also like very tongue-in-cheek mm-hmm. and yeah i don't know like i it's just it's just so fun like i like mm-hmm. okay i like all video games are fun in their own way but like i feel like the main reason why i like it so much is just because it's a lot of fun to play and it's pretty replayable i feel like yeah yeah definitely I think a, one series that is kind of similar to that in in tone, but it it kind of ramps it up both ways in the self-serious and in the not self-serious way is the Yakuza series. Yeah. Um, and and they're probably even smaller in in scale in terms of like landmass, I guess, because there's no vehicles that you drive around. Yeah. Um, it just takes place in like. Uh, I don't know, maybe like four square blocks of 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 um, this fictional city of Kamurocho, which is like the uh, a fictionalized version of uh, like Akihabara, I think, in Japan. I think so. Um, and you visit there. There are some other locations that you visit um, in in specific games, um, but it it tells like a pretty like cutscene heavy. Um, like serious story about this um, this like 
Yakuza legend who was like in the game for a little bit and he was like the chairman for a hot second mm. um, and all the the problems that it gets roped back into because of that life and stuff and yeah. like his surrogate daughter like gets kidnapped or something like that mm. like a bunch of times yeah. throughout all the games or something <laughs> um, but then uh, you can you can do karaoke like in Sleeping Dogs. Yeah. Uh, there's one game that takes place in the 80s, uh, Yakuza Zero, where you can do disco dancing. <laughs> uh, um, um, uh, there's there's got to be casinos, um, but I don't remember. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's this very weird mix of um, very serious brow furrowed Yakuza. Um, you know, hard crime, warring factions and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. um, secret organizations, and um, yeah, and then the other side where uh, there is a Sega arcade in the world that you can play actual Sega games on. You can play Street Fighter on it because <laughs> <laughs> the game's made by Sega, so they could just do yeah, that. They use their own titles. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just I have not played the Yakuza games. I've played very little of them, but just seeing things from them, they're so like they're so funny. Like they're yeah. just so wacky. Yeah, like the side quests where like you chase you have to chase some guy who's like stealing women's underwear. It's called like the Pantsu Hunter or like <laughs> pa- Panty King or something like that. <laughs> it's really dumb. I know that you like catch cats and then you bring them to a cat cafe. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. one of the many examples of something yeah, like that. You can go fishing and catch sharks, like great white sharks. I think what? I showed you like the little like end picture of that oh, one. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's crazy. Yeah, it's 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 a trip mm-hmm. yeah very super funny yeah also i've heard very good uh but yeah my number one pick was sleeping dogs now matt back to you for your oh. number two pick hey number two pick um i'm gonna go quite a bit smaller with this one uh okay. it is the game the beginner's guide have you heard of this game Adam? i've never heard of the beginner's guide okay well have you heard of the stanley parable yes okay it is made by uh, one of the two creative leads okay. of that project. His name is Davey Reedon. Um, and this is a game made after the Stanley Parable um, and sort of in response to the huge critical and audience reception of the Stanley Parable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for those who don't know, the Stanley Parable is... Um, probably not a game if you're new to video games i would not recommend that game because it it kind of parodies and satirizes a lot of like video game tropes and stuff um but it's like a first person game where uh there's a narrator that narrates um the stuff that you do and you can do what he says like the first choice is stanley uh walked into a room with two set of doors he entered the door on his left and you and there's two doors to your left and right that are both open you can do whatever um and the sort of illusion of choice in video games um and stuff like that um so there's like kind of 
relatively high concept things going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's, that's just plain old fun. Um, and it's really, really funny. And the, uh, um, like the deluxe edition that came out, I think earlier this year or late last year, kind of like makes fun of, of like remakes that like remake craze going on now and like mm-hmm. sequels and like living up to like expectations and stuff like that. Sure. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's great. It's really good. Um, but the beginner's guide is quite a bit smaller. Um, I don't think it's a solo project, uh, but it sure seems like it. Okay. Um, it's another first person game. Um, it is more of a kind of like singular narrative experience, I guess, like a, a, a walking simulator, quote unquote, walking simulator. Um, and it is a very, it's kind of like, uh, it's a very personal story of, of Davy's kind of journey through the, like, um, the self-doubt and, like, identity crisis mm. of the huge hype around the Stanley Parable couched in this metaphor of um, him, him meeting this game designer guy at, like, some conference. And he's like, oh, cool, send me some games to play. Hmm. And he, it's a lot about what we can or can't or should or shouldn't um, infer about creators through their creations. Hmm. Um, so, like, like Coda, that, I don't, the guy's name Coda, or like oh. his, his code name or whatever. I was talking about the movie person. <laughs> what? The movie Coda. Is it? That one best picture a year ago. What? <laughs> I don't, anyways, isn't, you're not talking about the movie. What? Coded? What? Yeah. <laughs> I, I've never heard of that movie in my life. I, I haven't seen it. Well, I think I had heard of it because of one best picture. Oh. But. Anyway. Um, the guy's name is Coda. The guy's name is Coda. Okay. And he starts making these games that get progressively darker. And and um, start talking about like darker themes. Um, there's one that like takes place in this like huge monolithic like prison like thing, and Davy has to like like it's so like frustratingly hard to progress. He has to like basically put cheat codes in the game to like finish these games that he's sending him. Mm. Um, and he he's like worried about his friend. He's worried about Coda that oh, maybe he's going through some things or something. Yeah. Like why is he making these games that like that um, that seem to seem to like hate the player for like trying to play them? Like why do you make these games like frustrating and hard for me to play? Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's it's a lot about the the conversation between player and creator um, that subconsciously happens when uh it's not player and creator but but like creator and consumer i guess i don't really like to use that word consumer but for lack of a better term yeah um and that sort of subconscious conversation going on there and what we uh infer about them through their art Mm -hmm. um and whether we should infer things about them through their art um it's yeah, it's it's a fascinating game, um, and it's uh, 
yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say. It, it, I, I played it. I think the first time I played it was like in college. I want to say like freshman year of college. I think. Um, yeah, and and it, it, it had me thinking about not just video games, but like art, and just stuff that people create mm-hmm. in in such a such a different way. Um, or or like. I don't know, like have me pause at my initial reaction or something like that, you know? Yeah. yeah. That sounds really cool. That sounds like a modern take on like a Lovecraft story. Like I could see, I, like I can't think of one in particular, but uh-huh. I can like think of one where it'd be some guy, some guy's friend is sending him like short stories or something mm. to be like, oh, read over these. And they get darker and darker and they're like, oh. Oh my God, man! <laughs> what is happening? Like how they talk and like they live that. in Massachusetts or something. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. That just it made me think of that, and that's okay. Like, obviously, you know, I'm kind of into that. Yeah. Uh, stuff, mm-hmm. but yeah, that sounds really, really cool. I'd never heard of it, and now I would love to play it. I God, I've not played the Stanley Parable either. I really have to play that. It's very good. Yeah, and it could probably run on your service or whatever computer that you have oh really probably like a mac or a macbook yep or probably ps4 yeah i don't know if they're in console i I think the stanley parable is but i don't know about oh okay nice very cool yeah so that's my number four or two i don't know yeah my second one yeah no that's a cool that's a really cool pick i think that's Because, like, how boring would it be if we just picked, like, oh, mine is... NBA 2K, you yeah. play basketball. Mine is... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like, we just picked... Mine's Madden 23. Mine's Madden 22, uh, actually. I think the new mechanics... And the... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it's a bit actually, too yeah. overstuffed. <laughs> actually, yeah, right. I, I like how Trevor Lawrence's delivery is more accurate. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's cool. I like that pick a lot, because it's... Yeah, one I would I would guess probably not a lot of people have heard of that would listen to this, and uh, yeah, I don't think yeah. not all people period have heard of it. Just like at all. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. When did it come out? Uh, it came out. I want to say twenty fifteen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Nice. Well, my second pick is a way out. I don't nice. remember. The studio, and I don't remember the guy who made its name. The studio is called Hazelight. Okay. Um, yeah. And the creative director is Joseph Ferris. Yes. Okay. Fair. I remember. Yeah. It's basically a way out. Is, oh, it's such a cool game. It's a game that has to be played co- like cooperatively. Mm-hmm. There have to be two players playing it. And I think it's best played in like... Couch co-op. Yeah, right. You're there in person with the other person. I've never played it online co-op. Um, but yeah, basically what it is, there are two guys, uh, Vincent and Leo, and then you know one player takes control of one, one player takes control of the other, and it's these guys, and you have to like escape prison and hunt down this guy. It takes place in like the seventies. Um, I think it's one of like playing it makes like I laugh a lot playing it. But not because the game is trying to be funny, <laughs> but because like you can be funny just because of 
the nature of the game or like it's unintentionally really funny as well yeah yeah there's a lot of times um because the first time both me and Adam played it mm -hmm. uh, it was with each other yeah um so there's there's a lot of times where like uh, one player like goes up to someone to talk to them and then it goes into like a cutscene black bars you know go down yeah. um, and but then, only on like but only on one half of the half screen, of the screen. Uh, and then the other player can still control like Leo or something just like mm -hmm. walking around the hospital or something like that <laughs> and they can just like get in the shot <laughs> it's really it's so, funny. So like, yeah, like one person will be talking to someone, and then the other person will be standing like right in front of the uh -huh. camera, blocking it. Just stuff like that's so funny. I mean, there's a scene where the characters you arm wrestle against each other. Uh -huh. It's just who can tap square the fastest. Uh -huh. And I think I played it three times with three different people, and every single time it's gone i swear it's been like we've been tapping for multiple minutes <laughs> it's so and then your forearm like uh, yeah. seizes up it's yeah. so hard but yeah. it's so fun yeah i just like the story is cool um the gameplay is you know it's like it works it's mine i wouldn't say that yeah, like stands out a lot yeah it's quite big it, it's more the the concept in yeah and kind of novelty of the concept is, yes is a is a big selling point definitely um but yeah i think because like a lot of the games we've talked about are single player games i should say we've talked about two games but they're both single player games um and this one is one that you have to play with another person mm -hmm. and that's kind of i don't know it's like what games are about I don't know what that sound is either, but just a house. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It's just like sharing in that experience with someone. It's a lot of fun. Um, the Joseph Ferris also made it takes two, mm -hmm. right? Which one like game of the year at some thing. <laughs> uh, it's a really great game. It's like a similar, similar thing where it has to be played with two people, but, mm -hmm. um, and if I if I did have to like recommend which one I think is better, I think it takes two is better, but I like a way out more personally, just because it to me is a little more fun and like kind of stupid, kind of goofy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's got like a a B movie charm to it yes. almost. That's a perfect um, way to put it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, well, now that you brought up uh, a way out, the the studio Haze Light. Um, uh, who made both games uh, as part of this uh, this like program at EA called EA Originals, um, and that is where EA takes these smaller teams and lets them have total creative freedom and lets them keep all the profit from the game. Oh wow! Um, which I I don't know if we talked about this in Firewatch. I don't remember. Um, but it's like basically EA like supporting smaller developers as a nonprofit, um, which, you know, despite all of EA's many, 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 many shortcomings, yeah. um, is, is one of the coolest things yeah. that they've done. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And, I think, and yeah, I don't remember There's, there's gotta be a bunch of other things that have come out of that program, but, uh, um, or more things that are probably going to come out in the future or something mm -hmm. like that. But yeah. Yeah. I think the most downvoted comment in Reddit history is from, like, EA's official account. And it had to do with... Oh, is that the like sense the of pride and accomplishment at the loot boxes? Yeah, in Star Wars <laughs> Battlefront 2. 
<laughs> oh man. Yeah. That's oh uh, man, yeah. when that was the the thing. I know. That, oh my like, god, how could they? And now it's in like every game ever. I mean, yeah. But, but I think the EU is is doing something. Maybe like yeah. Regulating it somehow or. Yeah, it's not as bad. No, in Battlefront, it's not really anything. But yeah, it takes two. Nope, a way out is <laughs> my number two pick. Uh, yeah, a way out. Really, really fun game. If you get the chance to play, I would say definitely do it. But if you, maybe you can't play, I think a really fun playthrough is one by the YouTube channel, The Game Grumps. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. And just kind of um, see what the game is like. Yeah. Oh, and also a cool thing about A Way Out is if you don't have a person play with locally, um, you can play it online with just one copy of the game. Only one person has to have the game for two people to play. Wow. Yeah. It's like DS I, download play. Sure. <laughs> you could play. Yeah, so one person would have a copy of Mario Kart, and then you could the oh. other person could play on their DS, even if they didn't have a copy. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Way out. Yeah. Very yeah. Cool. So that's. I think. I. I think it's the same with it takes two. That's awesome. Uh, I assume it's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. On so to you, Matt. Number three. All right. Number three. Okay. Number three for me. Uh, you've played a little bit of this one. Mm-hmm. Um, not all of it because it starts out quite slow. Uh, is Red Dead Redemption two? <laughs> when you said it starts out slow, I was like, oh yeah, Red Dead two. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The th- it's first because like I know Red Dead Two is an amazing game. Uh-huh. I know it's like <laughs> I don't know what it's objectively like incredible. That kind of contradicts itself, but like I know it's like a masterpiece of a game. Uh-huh. I just like can't get into it. Yeah, <laughs> and I no, want yeah, to, fair. and maybe I will eventually. But yeah, anyways, sorry. No, that's <laughs> um, yeah. So Red Dead Redemption Two is uh, the sequel to Red Dead Redemption One, which I have not played. Um, and that Red, Red Dead Redemption One is is pretty widely regarded as one of the best open world games of its generation, mm-hmm. um, like the so, PS3 360 yeah. uh, generation. And I think we do have it on 360. I think I started it, got like five minutes into it, and uh, forgot to keep playing or something. I don't know. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Um, yeah, so um, Red Dead Redemption, Redemption 2 uh, is set in 1899, I think. Yes. Yeah, I remember that in the binging with Babish Red Dead 2 episode. Oh. <laughs> it looks like, like this recipe for like stew. Yeah. And it's like, ah, oh, it actually came out in 1898. And so Pearson is kind of a trendsetter. Uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, so it takes place in 1899, and it follows, uh, you play as Arthur Morgan, uh, a member of the Vanderlind gang um, in in a world where uh, the, the time of the gunslinger and the outlaw and the cowboy uh, is being overtaken by industrialization and modernization. Um, and I'm sure in Red Dead Redemption 1, uh, I should say, Red Dead Redemption 2 is a prequel to Red Dead, Red Dead 1. Um, oh, did you not know that? I had no idea. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I knew uh, the guy you play as in Red Dead 1 is in Red Dead 2. Uh-huh. It's not James Marsden. <laughs> it is not. It it's is John. John. 
Marston? Marston. Marston. Okay, I knew he was in Red Dead 2, but I didn't know it was a prequel. Um, yeah. So you play as this man, Arthur Morgan, who has been with uh, the gang and Dutch, its kind of front man, since he was like, I, I don't know if it specifies, but like maybe 10 or 11 years old or something like that. Like he's pretty much raised him. Yeah. Um, and it follows them as they try to navigate their way uh in in this world of of creeping industrialization and there's this one youtuber that i watch i've told you about a couple times skill up he mm-hmm. in his red dead redemption 2 review he said it's kind of like the wire um where it yeah it's about this one story but it's so much more about this time and this place that it takes place in and these characters that that represent um that represent you know ideals in this time and place that are that are maybe falling out of fashion or or something like that um and it is an incredible game. Um, if it was a linear game, if it wasn't an open world game, it, it was simply incredible. The story mm-hmm. and the writing and the characters are are just some of the the best. And the voice acting is 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 really really good. Yeah, I something I think is so cool. And this is just like watching clips from people playing the game. It's like there's things you can experience in the game, like. You can find there's like a, a KKK meeting in the woods mm-hmm. that you can find or these like, I don't know, some weird like serial killer thing. But it's like you could probably play the whole game and not find those things ever. Mm-hmm. But they're just like there. Yeah. Yeah. There's so, cool. there's so many activities, I guess. Like there's apparently a bunch of dinosaur bones that you can find. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe that's in GTA. Or maybe it's in both. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I know in GTA there's like... I know uh, this alien part. Yeah, alien, alien you should see a spaceship. Um, or there's, like th- there's a spaceship. There's an alien spaceship, Easter egg, and Red Dead 2. <laughs> that's so cool. That's awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, but there... And, and there are also... So, uh, interestingly, going back to... Kind of going back to... Uh, the little bit of the Stanley parable we talked about, about the illusion of choice and the sort of like inherent limitations of the medium. Yeah. And just cause you know, you can't really just make a simulation of an actual living world or whatever. Right. Is like, there has to be a, there has to be limits on, on the number of things that can happen in, in the certain ways that those things can happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and, and, and some of the kind of magic, I guess, dissipates on, on a second playthrough or third playthrough or something like that. Yeah. But there are these interactions that can happen as you're just like going to a mission or something like that, where like someone, um, like their wagon broke down or something like that. And they need like, Oh, are you, are you going to, to, to Valentine? Oh yeah, that's, that's where I'm headed. Okay. And then get on the horse. They kind of tell you a bit about themselves and like where they come from, what they were doing and, and why they're going to Valentine or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and like little stories like that 
um, that are scripted, but are really good still. Yeah. Um, I think something that's cool kind of about the world feeling alive. I, know, I think you told me about like, I don't know, there's some guy and you like, like saved him somehow. I don't know if he's getting like robbed or whatever. And then I don't know, but you just saved him and like did your good deed and then you went on your way. And then later in the game, you like encountered him again and he like helped you out or saved you or something like that. And he was like, oh, it's because you helped me that one time. And it's like, you could have not done that. Mm. And then, he, you know, nothing would have happened. But just like, I don't know, it's cool. It's cool because it's like, you know, you would hope if you did that to someone in real life, then that could right. be something that happens. Right. Yeah, just those the little things like that are so cool about Red Dead 2. Yeah, and in addition to the scripted stuff, there's a lot of kind of like emergent stories that can happen. Mm. Um so I think I might have told you this when I first played it. So there's this one mission where, or there's a series of missions where some, some, some guy in the gang, I think he's a new, like joined pretty new. Mm-hmm. He um, is a loan shark basically. And you are his muscle. Um, and you have to, you know, extort people pretty much for their their money uh, that they 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 that they owe for the loan um so one of them uh takes place uh this like you have to get money back from this guy who like lives in this small house like on a lake or something like that Hmm. and it's like kind of on the bottom corner of the map and i like you have to go and uh I don't remember how the mission goes. I, I don't know if you like hold him up and just like take his stuff or if you kill him or something. But before I did that mission, before I even knew that was a mission, I happened upon that house because I was, I don't know, riding to a mission or something. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I, I encountered the family that lived there. And I think it was like a, a dad and his son. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think... I killed the dad and took stuff <laughs> um, uh, or like knocked him out or something. And then, um, and I left the son alive for some reason. I don't remember. And then when that mission popped up and I went to do that, um, when I went in the house, the son was like, it's not you again. I'm going to kill you. Like, referencing this thing that didn't happen in any sort of scripted way and for the dad character to not be there and for the mission to still like happen and so it, it was it was very cool yeah that is really cool yeah it's basically you just feel like anyone who plays the game you do the same missions but they're not the same like you and i could play it and have totally different experiences based on the choices we make just in like the world not Mm -hmm. in the narrative yeah which is really cool yeah yeah that's a game i do i i do want to get into i do want to play eventually i think it's just getting past like the winter section (laughs) it is very slow yeah but it's kind of nice like literally you walk super slow (laughs) (laughs) it just just do not move fast (laughs) yeah yeah well that's a really good that's a good pick that's a cool game um this is my third uh this is gonna be a long episode also I, <laughs> so no worries yeah, if uh 
Maybe you can listen to this in a few parts. Sure. But my third pick, I, sh- I should have written them down, I think. But, oh, I would say my third pick is Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare Remastered. Okay, okay. <laughs> I know you've put a lot of hours into that with Luke. I have, yeah, literally. <clears throat> so, well, first of all, shout out Luke. Shout out Luke. Yeah. From the yeah. Night Game episode? Yeah, episode three, I think. The one I think episode three. Yeah. Yeah. After, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you haven't listened to that, uh, I like it a lot. It's a lot of fun. It's a really a great album as well. Um, but yeah, him and I play that a lot and it it's a game it's a remaster of call of duty 4 modern warfare that was the first modern warfare game and i feel like it was kind of the first game that made call of duty what it sort of is Mm -hmm. like had a big multiplayer online thing Mm -hmm. um that was back in like xbox 360 I don't know when COD 4 came out. I think it was 2007 or 2008. Okay. Because that yeah. was like Assassin's Creed, Halo 3, Orange mm. Box. Like, this what incredible, a sick time. Like, for Left 4 Dead 2. Yeah. yeah. Insane. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I didn't play it when it came out because I was like eight. Um, and I didn't really play. I mean, I like mess around uh, in COD. But I just never like got really into it online, whether it be Modern Warfare Two or Black Ops, or you know any of the Black Opses mm-hmm. or any of the of the Modern Warfare's or whatever it is. I don't really play Warzone, but for whatever reason, Modern Warfare Remastered is it's just really good. It's really simple. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know every gun can only have like one attachment. Yeah, so you can only have like a red dot sight or mm. a silencer, or the the best one you can get in the lock is like an ACOG scope. Uh, everyone has the same three kill streaks, so it's like a UAV at three kills, an airstrike at five kills, and a helicopter at seven kills. Um, you know that like you can't custom. There's no RCXDs. There's no mm. AC130s, mm-hmm. which you know would be cool, but I. I don't know of a time when I've ever gone on like a 12 kill streak. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I love the, the simplicity of mm-hmm. it, I think, because, and sometimes it's annoying because people are like, you know, these people are really familiar with it so they can just get really good with those things. Yeah. Um, but I think that kind of, I don't know, speaks more to that. Like, I guess it's kind of like, uh, oh, what's that? Like, uh, like easy to get, hard to master, or whatever yeah. kind of thing. Like there, yeah. there's a there's a skill ceiling that like there's no like meta or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like there's with Warzone. Yeah. Like once a new fucking like patch comes out or whatever. No. Like, oh, the new metas. The yeah. Fell or whatever. Right. You know. Um, there's like, like you can get your toolkit and you mm-hmm. can get real good at it. Yeah. It's like what you have. I mean, you know, when you level up, you unlock better guns but i mean yeah. for more or less what you have well for i mean you, honestly you got the best gun in the game right off the bat yeah, which is the m16, M16. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it is the best gun in the game yeah. um yeah but yeah it's like you said you have what you have and it's just like get good at these yeah it's get the, good it, noob <laughs> yeah modern <laughs> warfare did it before dark souls <laughs> <laughs> definitely suck at miyazaki <laughs> i always forget it's not Hayao Miyazaki. I know it's, <laughs> it's Hidetaka Miyazaki yeah. or just Michael. 
if you if anyone's familiar with uh prepare to try your rkg they call him michael oh, michael zaki <laughs> 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 so, yeah, it's real dumb. That's so funny. But yeah, um, man, I love I love Modern Warfare Remastered. It's the only COD I've ever prestiged in. Re- you prestige in it? Yeah, it's only it's like fifty five. Oh, okay, so all it's right. Not too. Hard. I mean, still, that's pretty cool. Yeah, there's a lot of I'm I'm almost to second prestige. Oh, I'm, wow. like, I'm like fifty two or something right now. What percentage of that is prop hunt? <laughs> yeah, well, actually, you know, a lot of it's actually so. Yeah, I'll play it with Luke a lot. And the thing that kind of stinks, and I think it's because, you know, COD 4 has been out for a long time, but also Modern Warfare Remastered has been out for a while. The player base isn't huge. Uh-huh. So kind of the only games you can get in are like Team Deathmatch, Domination, and Prop Hunt. And Prop Hunt, it's like six out of every ten times. Oh. You know, it's kind of a toss-up. Yeah. Um, yeah, any, like... I don't think in the last year, I don't think I've ever gotten into a match of like snipers only. <laughs> I've played like a handful of Slasher or Michael Myers. Uh-huh. That's what it's called, which sucks because that's like the, to me, that's like the most fun game. Um, yeah, Luke and I always try. And then we're like, oh, we joined a lobby. And then it's just the two of us. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the Slasher? <laughs> yeah. Um, which kind of stinks, but. I mean, yeah, domination we play a lot is a lot of fun for when you want to get nice and sweaty. Mm-hmm. And then prop hunt is, you know, I mean, it's it's pretty wacky, mm-hmm. but it's my I think it's my favorite COD. It's safe to say, and yeah, it's uh, that's my number three pick. All right, on to you for number four. Right. Yeah, I I like. I having... am number four. Remember that movie? I do remember that movie. Yeah. Um, well, you are number four right I now. am number four. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't make... All right. Um, uh, I, I'm just going to say this right now. All mine are single-player games. Okay. Um, and it's... I don't know. It's nice to have a little variety because I don't play a whole, whole lot of multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Um, so my next pick is... Disco Elysium. Mm. Um, it is a game that came out, I think, in 2018 or 2019. No, that's not correct. <laughs> I don't know. I, it came out sometime after 2019. I think maybe. I don't, yeah, I think Adam's looking it up right now. Yeah. Um, it came out pretty recently, within the last five years. 2019. 2019. Okay. The original came out in 2019. Uh, there was a final cut version, which added VO, voice acting, or voiceover, uh-huh. in 2021 or 2020? 2021. 2021. Yeah, the final cut. Yep. Um, so I did not play the game when it originally came out. I played it when the final cut came out. Um, and even before that, it like won a bunch of Game of the Year awards and like best writing and stuff like that Mm. um it is an isometric crpg um so what that means is uh isometric is the perspective it's kind of uh looks kind of like perspective wise like tilt shift photography not quite bird's eye but not quite like looking from the side kind of like diagonally down Mm -hmm. um 
And CRPG means classic RPG. Mm-hmm. So RPG is role playing. RPG, game. classic role playing game, mm-hmm. uh, and and that means that it borrows and tr- kind of like simulates mechanics from tabletop RPGs like Dungeons and Dragons. So you have like skill checks to like if you want to bust down a door, you would have in like D and D like roll strength check or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this system also relies on um like dice rolls for for skill checks and stuff but the thing that makes this game very interesting well is many fold um but a couple things is this game is um the studio that made it is part of a like or there's some weird like business stuff happening and like I don't know but it when it was when it was made it was part of this um creative collective called Zaum mm. or something Z A slash U M yeah um and it was it the the game is based on a world created by an Estonian author uh, Robert Kurvitz um uh, and he actually like wrote a book. In, in the Disc Elysium world that like sold like under five thousand copies or something like that and like mm. hopefully getting a reprint in English. Yeah. Which would be awesome. Um yeah, so that's just like a n- interesting thing to happen for for a game to have this much success. Mm. Um and then on the game game side of it, um the skills and sort of traditional gamey things in it are are not quite you know there aren't really like analogs to other rpg systems there is i guess for example there's this one skill called shivers Hmm. and and all the skills are are named really interesting things and the art is incredible the art is Uh, yeah really yeah my desktop background is is a art of um what are they called memory something or like thought patterns or something like that they're like mm-hmm. perks sort of yeah so one skill is called shivers and if you leveling that up it i don't know what the description reads but it like makes you more in tune with the city wow. <laughs> so you you play as this detective who has amnesia and you have to solve this case of some guy that got murdered in the backyard of the hotel that you're staying at oh. um while also trying to find out who you are mm, um yeah. which is this is the basic story of your game and you have a partner um called kim kitsuragi um who's great um and you meet uh but a, a host of colorful characters um along with trying to solve this mystery oh, it's just funny i'm picturing they're like oh we have our best detective on the case there's just one thing he has amnesia. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? what? Uh, okay, I guess. That's <laughs> funny. Uh, um, oh man, making like a like a like a network procedural, like Disco Elysium with an internet network procedural style or something. That'd be. <laughs> you have the right to. Um... Shit! What the. The Menanda Sad. rights. <laughs> Just forgets everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, there is something about this game and 
the way the art and the writing and the voice acting and the music and how it all comes together to to form an atmosphere and a tone which is just I don't know how to explain it, but it's one of the coolest video games I think I've ever played. Mm. Um, it has such a sense of style um, that that is evident in like the menus, even. And mm. there's there's this video I don't know what YouTube channel it's on, uh, maybe like Gamespot or something. But there's this video of Robert Kurvitz talking about the UI design of mm. it because it's, it's designed quite different than other RPGs where. Um, you would have like like the bottom like third of the screen would be the text or something and like the little character yeah. picture on the side, but in this one it takes up like I don't know maybe the right fifth of the screen and it scrolls up and down kind of like you're you're like swiping on your phone or something. Mm. Um, yeah, so I, it's like a twenty minute video where he talks about the UI design of the game and it is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, yeah, uh, there. I mean, there are. Oh man, I don't know. There's there's a bunch of things that I don't. I probably should have written something down. Nah, <laughs> it's the nature of the pod. Yeah, man. nature of the pod. Yeah, <laughs> off the dome. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. If it. If I remember, it's like thirty, maybe forty dollars at full price, and. Hmm. It, it, probably you could get it for cheaper somewhere. It it is it's it's really good. It's really really good. Do you think you have to have like previous experience with RPGs to get into it, or did you? I guess um not quite with like classic RPGs. Like I know Dungeons and Dragons because I watched Critical Role a whole bunch. So yeah. I I know pr- like pretty much how how the like basic systems work, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's necessary um yeah no i don't i don't i don't think so because it it's not like it like plays on any tropes or anything or like self-referential gotcha. um it's just like a, a it's like just i don't know it just kind of like puts an interesting twist on 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 these systems yeah wow that's really cool yeah. i've heard you talk about the game a lot mm-hmm. um yeah just it's it like i I don't know what other game from what I've seen of it, which is not very much. I I don't even know what I would compare it to, or if if I could do that to anything. It's just really, really, really cool. Yeah, it it's it's one of the more unique games I think, um, and its visual visual presentation and and in the um, like I don't know how like different character builds and. Like on the subreddit, there are like references to things that I didn't even know like were in the game, or like I forgot. Oh, when you open this one crate or something, then this whole other thing happens, and I don't know. It's yeah, it's <laughs> really t- that's cool. Yeah, I it's cool. You like it's cool when something is so impactful to people that just like seeing how much the player base sort of latches onto it and makes their own inside jokes or mm-hmm. memes or just like dis- has discussions about things mm-hmm. that's really cool and I feel like that's how you know it's something that is truly like special to people yeah yeah definitely yeah that, 
I just okay. There's really sir. I just like the name of the game a lot. Disco Elysium. Yeah, that sounds yeah. really cool. It's really good. I don't know. It just sounds sick. Um, yeah, very cool game. Mm-hmm. I've heard. I sh- I've never played it or seen anything other than the artwork, but super super cool. Mm-hmm. Number four. Yes. Number four. Now I am number four. Hey <gasps> oh. My number four pick. I would say Spider-Man PS4. Uh, which is nice. a Spider-Man game. It is one of the, the PS4 games of all time. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It came out in 2018, I think. Yeah, I remember it was freshman in college, and it really makes you feel like <laughs> <laughs> all, all the reviews just all say it really makes you feel like Spider-Man. But it's like, but it does. It really does. It does the web swinging is so good mm-hmm. it just feels really nice it feels really fun the combat's a lot of fun all the little gadgets the combat is so much like i mean kind of like i guess kind of we're talking like there's a skill ceiling like there's like like de- like devil may cry light because like they're yeah. deep deep systems in devil may cry but like they like you can get um yeah there's there's a lot of cool cool stuff in that yeah, it was cool to, I don't know, because, like, yeah, you can either go, you can, like, beat all these guys up. Like, and early on in the game, for the different gadgets you would use, I would, if there's, a, like, a bunch of guys, I was just like, all right, I'll just use the, like, electric web and then use the spider bro suit power, and then I won't have to, like, do anything mm-hmm. because those are the most overpowered things in the game. Yeah. But then later, it's like, oh, it's more fun. It's like, oh, I'll try to, like, trip tripwire these two, like, trip mine these two guys together, or I'll use the, like, concussive blast because I'm, like why not yeah i never use that thing and then now the suit power i have is like quips instead of like <laughs> oh, yeah it's fine you know it's because it's just like it's fun yeah um yeah. yeah that's the only game as well that i've ever platinumed yeah uh yeah which that is like, any of us have ever platinumed on the ps4 oh really <laughs> i think yeah wow so platinum it's uh, like, aside from maybe a telltale game or something like yeah, that which i mean fair. that's just kind of like you play the game and it happens yeah <laughs> Yeah, so plat- I guess platinuming a game, it's like you you do all the achievements you possibly could mm-hmm. in the game. Yeah, and then you get the platinum trophy for getting all the trophies. Yeah, right. Yeah, you do all the... Obviously, you complete the main story. You do all the side missions. You get all the collectibles. Take all the secret photos. Yeah, that's the only game I've ever done it in. And I I loved every second of it, I will say. I played it twice. I know. I think you have to play it twice to platinum. I think you have to do a new game plus run. Oh, really? I think. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I definitely have played it twice. Um, yeah, it's good. I mean, I I know a lot of people are saying it's a really great Spider-Man story, and I think it is. It is. It's, it's, it is a yeah. fantastic story. I will say, like, I don't have a lot to, like, compare it to. I mean, I'm not a big like comic Like Arkham, I guess? Reader. I don't know. The Arkham games? Yeah, those are cool. But those are like Batman played, um, stories, and Batman stories are very different than Spider-Man stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I only played Arkham City. I played a little bit of Arkham Knight. Okay. I don't know if I played Arkham Asylum um, or Origins, but... Origins is underrated. IMO. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty good. Nice. That's the prequel, right? That is the prequel. That was made between City and... Um, Night. Night. Nice. Yeah, those are really cool games. I feel like they they make you feel like Batman as well. They actually do. <laughs> they, they very. They <laughs> um, God, 
the exaggerated swagger of a of a Playboy billionaire. <laughs> 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 Sorry, a white Playboy billionaire. <laughs> right, right, right. You're <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah spider-man ps4 is just really really fun to play and really fun to experience i know there's the sequel there's spider-man miles morales mm-hmm. and then uh they just kind of showed some footage of a sequel to those games i guess which mm-hmm. is just gonna be called spider-man 2 yeah for now yeah so i guess miles morales was like a spin-off technically yeah of. yeah it's a bit smaller mm-hmm um, I haven't played Miles Morales, but it looks really cool. It looks very similar, so I'm sure it's a lot of fun as well. But yeah, mm-hmm. I'd say Spider-Man PS4 is my number four pick. Nice. Last but not least, number five. Last but not least, number five yeah. is Outer Wilds. Mm, I've heard um, you talk about this game. It yeah. is... I know we didn't say this is a numbered list, but it might be my number one. Um uh, is the Tom Brady of the draft, sure, perhaps. Sure. Because um, he got picked really late and it was really good. Oh. Yeah, he was like the 199th pick or something. What? Who yeah. was number one that year? I don't know. That's a great question. But yeah, wait, here. You keep like talking Darko. about Darko. <laughs> 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 you keep talking about Outer Wilds. Uh, anyway, uh, Outer Wilds. Um, so it is. A first-person space exploration puzzle game. Kind of like mystery puzzle game. And it is uh, completely non-linear. Um, so in the game, you have... Uh, you play as this, this race of aliens... Um, on the planet Timber Hearth, uh, known as Hearthians, um, and the the, the art style, it, you you travel on these little like manageable sized planets, not like planet sized planets like No Man's Sky or something, um, but like ones that you can like fly your spaceship around pretty pretty easily. Mm. Um, you have this thing in your in your spaceship. Uh, this I don't remember what it's called. The, Spaceship computer or something. <laughs> no, it's, it's, oh, the spaceship computer. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Um, um, where it catalogs all your new findings. Um, and it's kind of like one of those conspiracy theory boards with all the strings going to the different stuff. Hmm. Um, for, But it's like more organized. Um, so you can keep track of all these different threads of why... First of all, why the sun keeps going into supernova after 22 minutes and why you keep waking up, why you keep going in this 22-minute time loop mm. um, and why you're the only one or one of two, I think, that seems to know you're in a time loop. Um, so that you can, like, it contextualizes you remembering information and stuff and being able to piece all this stuff together and solve the mystery. Mm-hmm. And, and there's this ancient race of aliens called the Nomai who have ruins, um, kind of all over the, the, um, the solar system that you uncover, use your translator to like, um, uh, to translate these writings that it, where it, like, it could be, you know, stuff directly related to this, you know, 
thing this like tangent that you're going down mm-hmm. could be just like some like random conversation that they had or something like that yeah. um and it's uh oh, i don't know i really don't want to spoil anything um, <laughs> yeah, I I but uh and i know i've told you this told you this about about the game but it is one of those games one of those games i don't i don't i mean i'm sure there are other games there um where you have you, you don't get any upgrades you don't there's no skill trees no nothing mm-hmm. um you have all the tools that you need to complete the game when you start the game mm-hmm. um and it's just figuring out how those work how those like how those fit in um, and how the different story threads uh, and little pieces that you manage to find, how those all come together, and yeah. how you can use all that information to like um, save the, you know, stop the sun from exploding. That's so cool. It's not. It's cool because it's like yeah, in a lot of games, you it'd be like, oh, your character learned how to force push or whatever (laughs) but it's like no you as the player are learning things and that's Mm -hmm. how you get better yeah it's one of those games where you cannot play it a second time the same way because you have the knowledge of of the previous time and and yeah it it is it's it is really um really really cool Mm -hmm. and i think I think it might have started off as a student project, but I'm not sure. Oh, that's um, awesome. Those those kind of games are really, really like Portal started off as a student project. No way. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's a game I know you've heard. I've I've heard you sing the praises of mm-hmm. a lot. And um, oh, and one other cool yeah. thing. So, um, I don't know how much of the like physics and stuff is like simulated. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they had had trouble with like the character jumping or something some some time into development yeah um, or I don't know something like that so they like in, instead of uh, like scripting stuff they decided to simulate stuff um, mm. and what happened was when you jumped you exerted like a tiny 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 amount of force onto the planet like in real life happens you push down on the planet Mm -hmm. like push down on planet earth when you like jump up in the air right because the equal and opposite force and all that shit yeah yeah, yeah. like that it's like i don't know that is so a thing you would never think about to happen it's it's yeah it's very interesting and and there's there's a I think there's a no clip documentary on on YouTube about Outer Wilds. Hmm. Um, yeah, and how the game kind of came to be. Oh, that sounds really interesting. Yeah, that's cool. That sounds like a cool game. I like um, like space mysteries. I guess I don't know. It's just such a probably just sci-fi, not space in particular. But like, that's very cool. And games that are mysteries are really interesting yeah and it's kind of kind of like a detective game i guess Hmm. 
sort of, in, in that you gather these disparate pieces of information and there are sort of connections made for you, um, but only in that, like, to, to, like, kind of, like, keep them organized, I guess. Um, not so much as, like, drawing conclusions for you on how to do things. Yeah, I get you. Um, like, that is all on you to to mm-hmm. figure out how this thing relates to this other thing. Oh, so then if I use this to get into this other place that I couldn't get into, then, like, you know, or, like, at, like, the 22-minute time loop is short enough where, like, specific things always happen at specific times because there's some, like, like, there's these two planets called the twins um, where uh, they're like a dual planet system that rotate around each other mm-hmm. as it rotates the sun. And at the beginning of the time loop, one planet is covered in sand. And as the time loop goes on, the sand gets sucked from uh, this planet with the sand on it all the sand gets sucked from that to the other planet mm-hmm. and it reveals stuff on the first planet and it buries stuff on the second planet. So you have to think about when you're doing stuff and yeah, it's yeah. Wow. Is 22 minutes in real time? Yep. Yes. In real time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. So that's my number five. Number five. And I don't want to make this episode any longer than it needs to be. But no, I do have a, I, I have a bonus. Yeah. Uh, after you, after you do yours. Yeah. Well, first of all, I do want to say the number one pick in the 2000 NFL draft. Was, <laughs> <laughs> it was Courtney Brown. Who? Exactly. Uh, out of Penn State to the Cleveland Browns, which is kind of fun. Nice. But yeah, he was considered a bust. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, anyways, that's, that was on my mind. But yeah, my number five pick. You know what? We'll each get a bonus one. So it's All technically right. a top six. But Sure. Who cares? It's a top five. My number five pick. I didn't think of this one until like 20 minutes ago. All right. Uh, but I'm going to say the Beatles rock band. Okay. okay. And I think just, you know, rock band, guitar hero, those are fun. Um, I don't know if rhythm games are as big now as they were. 10, 15 years ago. Mm, Clone Hero has a pretty uh, pretty sizable audience. That's so true, strong. actually, yeah. Beat that's... Saber. Well, I guess that's not super recent, but... Yeah. Hi-Fi Rush is sort yeah, of a really good game. Is... Oh, God, that game is so good. <laughs> so good. <laughs> um, it's like a rhythm game plus Devil May Cry, and it's awesome. It looks <laughs> so cool. Um, but yeah, I'd say the Beatles Rock Band, because we had played Guitar Hero... I don't know if we had two or three first. We had both of them at some point. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I had Rock Band 2 because that had the drums and you could sing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we got the Beatles Rock Band. And I think I really like the Beatles Rock Band because it got me into the Beatles more than just like Yellow Submarine and Here yes. Comes the Sun. It's like, yeah, I, I, I don't. When I was in fourth grade, I would not have heard like I Me Mine. Right. Or like Did Octopus Did Mom and Dad get that for us for Christmas? Like Beatles Rock Band? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. It could be. Yeah. I know it's cool because that's a game that they 
could play and enjoyed playing. I remember your dad singing like Twist and Shout. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, because it's like songs they obviously know. Yeah. And I definitely like knew better than we did. Uh huh. Um, yeah. And like, yeah, maybe, I don't know. If you're like a Beatles purist, it's kind of like, oh, you got into the Beatles through the Beatles rock band. Not a tri- <laughs> like, oh, you know what, man? Poser. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, if, if you, however you get into it, yeah. at the end of the day, we're all loving the Beatles. Yeah, some of this gatekeeping bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, but yeah, I definitely, I mean, I, I'm definitely a, a Beatles fan. I'm not like a, like a diehard, but. Mm-hmm definitely love a lot of their music and i think a big credit to that is the beatles rock band mm. it's also just really fun i mean so do you prefer really the 2019 remaster of abbey road or like the 2023 remaster with the deluxe version because <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you actually do you i listen to beatles and exclusively mono audio it's <laughs> <laughs> so I love all those memes. It's like listening to the Beatles with one ear. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, because <laughs> <laughs> it's just really, really it's so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, not that like the Beatles are a band that needs. They're the Beatles. I mean, they're you mm. know, it's it's what a lot of people would say is the best band ever, and. um yeah, it's just really cool to be able to like play those yeah. songs. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's. I think, of course, you know, even if you're not into video games, um, if you like the Beatles, you can at least probably have fun playing it. You could just basically you could just be like karaoke. Yeah. You know, if you don't want to play the the instruments, but even those are pretty easy and pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, and yeah. and party games. Um, are are at least as far as I know are quite lacking in today's gaming environment. Yeah, there's they're like a big that, thing um, like when the Wii came out. Yeah, because the Wii was like a family console. Right. I know there's that like it's like Jackbox party games that has like oh yeah flash. like stuff on your phone and stuff like that. Yeah, which is yeah, fun, that, which that, is that, really cool. Like, uh, yeah, those are a lot of fun. I mean, it's like reminds me like Kahoot sort of. Sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but yeah, the Beatles rock band, I would say, is a lot of fun. All right, and now on to the bonus picks. All right, bonus round. Yeah, so the, you know what? Maybe these aren't even our favorites. Maybe these are just games we like, or maybe they are our favorites. Uh, this was probably one of my favorite. Okay. Um, it is a series. It is the Mass Effect series. Mm, you, um, you've recently-ish played these, right? Uh, yeah, oh God, I don't remember when. It was... Was it last year? I think it was like maybe around last summer or fall. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I played the the legendary edition, which uh, so the Mass Effect series. I think I think Mass Effect actually came out in two thousand seven as well, in addition to oh. all the other incredible games that came wow. out that year. And Bioshock as well. Like oh my god, crazy yeah. Um, uh, and then I think Mass Effect three came out in like twenty thirteen or fourteen. Um, so the, the, it's a trilogy. The game is a trilogy, mm-hmm. sort of a quadrilogy with uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, oh, which I also yes. played, which, I mean, I think people hate on it a little too much. Is that um, like a spinoff? Uh, it's, like it was the next Mass Effect game. It was like a big thing. And like, they're like going to the Andromeda galaxy to like mm. 
build a new colony or something. Huh. It was it was the one with the 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 crap facial animations. Um, I yeah. Anyway, um, but I'll just talk about the trilogy uh, for now. Right. Um, yeah, so the legendary edition was uh, I think it was mm, twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. They re released. Um, remastered versions of the um, of the first three games uh, in like one package mm-hmm. um, and I had never I, I had always heard really good things about the Mass Effect trilogy uh, bar the ending of three which mm-hmm. whatever it's fine um, <laughs> um, but uh, so this is an RPG, an action RPG series, mm-hmm. uh, in the third-person perspective. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> doing it in the passive voice. <laughs> um, uh, and it is set in space. Uh, there is a whole bunch of lore um, about like humans first contact with the aliens and this like um like galactic council pretty much of like the different like prime alien races kind of like Mm. the the big ones um and like the how the humans got on there but they got in there kind of fast so that's kind of a weird thing i don't know if that's like a lore inconsistency or whatever (laughs) or someone is Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I, I actually that. after I played the games, I listened to this Mass Effect lore cast, uh, which is very interesting. Huh. Um, cool. um, yeah, so it's it's an action RPG series, and it's like a, I guess like a space opera series, kind of. Okay. Um, you uh, control Commander Shepard. Uh, it could be either male or female, mm. and you can like make sort of your like backstory um as like like a soul survivor of like some like attack on earth or something or like um like a soldier or something like that uh, and you like choose your class whether you use like um whether you're like proficient with like stealthy stuff or like mm-hmm. going in guns blazing or like um it's not magic it's called biotech um but it's sci-fi magic, pretty much. <laughs> it's basically using the force. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So make your character, and you uh, set off on this adventure with uh, and with your with the squad with the squad who you you accrue crewmates throughout the first game and sort of this second yeah more the second game as well um but it it is uh it is i i didn't know what i was expecting going into it mm. um and it's it's really really good <laughs> duh <laughs> it's actually it's was actually like not fun. really yeah. good <laughs> i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> um but the way that so with with games like this with a lot of lore and history um it's i i could imagine 
it's an extremely tough challenge for the writers to introduce a lot of that stuff that's necessary to kind of understand the world, Mm -hmm. but not kind of like front load it excessively. And I think that is one of the things that these games, especially the first one, because it's it's just like a new thing, Mm -hmm. um, does really, really, really well. Um, Like you have a a diverse set of of companions, um, a bunch of different alien races who have their own histories and relationships with each other and like with humans. Mm -hmm. And like this, this one race is like overbreeding or something and so like this one other race that was that's like known for like their scientific uh like abilities or whatever like made this thing called the genophage uh which like um made the the males like less virile or something like that Hmm. um and then that's like a big point of contention in uh between one of the uh uh one of your crew members names rex and another another guy of that race who's like your scientist pal or whatever um is rex a captain is he had no okay it's w-r-e-x as well (laughs) (laughs) i i heard you talk to asia about this (laughs) (laughs) you call me captain um yeah so you um <laughs> it's actually kind of funny and i told you this i remember telling you this uh after i finished the first game so after you go on a mission with like your characters and like i don't depending on what happens on the mission like a big event could happen that changes like i don't know stuff in the political sphere of the whatever um and and you what you're supposed to do <laughs> is go on the mission stuff happens Ooh, I wonder what uh, Liara thinks about this. I wonder what, you know, Dr. Uh, fucking What's-Her-Face thinks about this. Um, so you go talk to the your crewmates and, like, form relationships, relationships with them mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, and I didn't do that until, like, the last, like, couple hours of the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh. <laughs> so like, how have you guys been? <laughs> yeah, man. You've just been going on these missions nonstop. I haven't checked in with you guys in like oh, weeks or something. <laughs> it's like if you, yeah, someone who's just, you do not talk to your coworkers other than about work things. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And then, you know, like the one day you go out or something, you, could, you, you can't can't not talk about work things I think <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's the only thing you can relate to that's really funny <laughs> um yeah um, so, can do that or not do that i guess like, yeah yeah but then you uh kind of play the game wrong <laughs> oh yeah that's true <laughs> although that's another debate is there a wrong or right right way to play a game i don't know there's a there's a way to enjoy a game to its fullest and it's not doing what I did (laughs) (laughs) but I learned my lesson Um, and the jump from Mass Effect 1 to 2 is insane like quality wise in in quality um, and scope and the way that all your decisions with your companion you have these companion like loyalty missions um, throughout the game that you can do for each of your companions to like I think it it depends or it um 
depending on your like loyalty level, it, it affects uh, how they respond to stuff in like the last like couple like finale missions. Hmm. Um, and there's like upgrades you can make to your ship, which also affects the stuff that happens in the last missions. Um, and it is um, it's it's hard. It's just a. Re- it's really. Uh, it's really cohesive, in um, in its systems, and how those like tie with the narrative, um, and in addition to being like a swashbuckling space opera sci-fi adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also pretty funny. Oh, nice. um, like there's there's this race of aliens that um, that are these like huge, like eight foot tall quadrupeds, um, and they talk in like a very monotone voice. So at the but at the beginning of every sentence, they have to to like relay emotional information to like humans they have to they have to say the emotion that they're trying to convey um like happily i'm like <laughs> happily congratulations captain shepherd or something like that um and the reason for that is because the gravity on their planet or something is like super strong so like they're like slow in plotting movements, kind of like, um, uh, like match with their like language and speech patterns or something uh, like that. Okay. Um, yeah, it's like a little, not even little stuff, but like stuff like, like that, or like this race of jellyfish that are like a hive mind. So they always refer to themselves as like we mm-hmm. when you're talking to them <laughs> and stuff. It's, That's um, cool. Yeah, yeah. It's very, it's very cool. Nice. Good bonus pick. Mm-hmm. I've never played the Mass Effect games, but I've always known of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's very cool. I think my honorable, honorable mention, mention is Top Spin Four. Nice. <laughs> um, I love sports games a lot. The last great tennis game. <laughs> it legitimately. So far. Yeah. 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 Except um, for tennis elbow, maybe. <laughs> Definitely played it, really. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Top Spin 4, obviously the fourth game in the Top Spin franchise. I think it was made by 2K. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know when it came out, but it was either like the late 2000s or early, probably early 2010s. Probably, I want to say 2010 or something. Yeah, I think it was around there. We had it for Xbox 360, uh, but we played on your PC now. Mm-hmm. With a totally legal manner in which to play it. Yeah, of course, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's on the internet. I have a disk drive <laughs> and a PC disk copy of the game. Go on. <laughs> 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 I'm just gonna leave that there. <laughs> Maybe edit in an extra 15 seconds of silence right. to really let it linger. <laughs> no, but um, 
Yeah, obviously it's totally legitimate and uh, not non-emulated no, 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 version of, of Toss before. No, no, no. It's very, very yeah. real. Everyone's face. Is All right, very let's get normal. off this topic very quickly. Toss before. Yeah, so uh, it's a tennis game. We all, all uh, Matt and I, and then Daniel, our brother, and I think mom and dad. They all we all play tennis. Mm-hmm. We're a tennis family. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's like. It's not one of the big four sports. You know, it's not like football, basketball, hockey. Baseball. Baseball. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what's the other one? Um, which, those games, you know, you get new iterations of that game every year. Yeah, this was kind of the last, like, sort of big tennis game, I guess, that I can think of. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's a lot of fun. I honestly think if they took, like, the gameplay of it, the mechanics i mean i would assume it could be like maybe physics wise updated more mm-hmm. but if they kind of stuck with the core of the game but just like obviously added contemporary players mm-hmm. and New then of paint. put it out yeah. yeah like i would love it and i think that would be really really cool um yeah it's just it's a lot of fun it's simple something that's really funny is so like Andy Roddick is in the game because he was like on the tour when the game came out, and I feel like to me he's super OP because his serves ridiculous are insane. But it's like in real twenty life, miles an hour faster than anyone. Legitimately, yeah, they go. Else. It's like a hundred forty like plus miles. Yeah. yeah. Um, but in real life, I mean, Andy Roddick was good, but he was not like. He didn't dominate the way you can with him in topspin four. No, he was he was he was a pretty high profile American player, but he was, I think it was, well one because his serve was incredible, mm-hmm. incredibly fast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, and he was kind of a hothead. If I yeah, remember. I think so as well. Yeah, I mean obviously that. Time. I think he he might have been probably the highest ranked American at his at, at his, one uh, point. Yeah, I don't even know who else. Like James prime. Blake. Yeah, I guess James Blake. Jack Sock has been. Yeah, he, he's more of a recent player, though. I think so. Donald Young, I haven't seen him in a while, but he was he was in there for a bit. Yeah. Did you know James Blake and John Mayer were friends as children? What? <laughs> yeah. Are they still friend. not? Are they not friends anymore, or what? I don't know. No, no James Blake updates from John Mayer on, his, I've heard. on his Instagram lives. Or whatever. I don't know if he, he hasn't done it in a long time. Oh, next time he does, you should ask him. <laughs> How's James Blake? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's super random. But, that's but yeah, I don't know. So like Andy Roddick's super good. And then there's something in 2K, like NBA 2K, that's a joke. And it's about Gerald Green. So Gerald Green, as a player, he was one of the guys, he's really athletic and he was good for like, I don't know, five to ten highlight dunks a season. Mm-hmm. Did but he do the cupcake? Yeah. Okay. Yep, he's, he's the, the guy who blew up the yeah. cupcake in his dunk contest that mm-hmm. he won. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's definitely remembered for his athleticism and his dunks. Mm-hmm. Stats wise, I don't know. He'll probably get you like 12, 12 to 15 points a game mm-hmm. at his best. Mm-hmm. So he's not like an all star. Right. But in those, he played in like the t- 2000s and 2010s. In the 2K games he's in, he's like 
He can be like prime Jordan. <laughs> what? Just because he's so athletic and oh. just dunk over everybody. Okay. And, so, and those stats in yeah. those games are like really suited to like the video game. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He's like who you would want as a video game. It's like. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. It's like how you can be really good with like Thon Maker in 2K19 <laughs> when Thon Maker was obviously not very good in real life. Um, yeah. I feel like Andy Roddick is the Gerald Green of topspin four <laughs> that makes sense uh-huh. yeah it's just a lot of fun i mean it has like a career mode which is kind of cool you, just, you know you play small tournaments and work your way up and you can level your guy up yeah it's not like a story it's really. pretty boring to be honest yeah it's really easy yeah even on the i play on the hardest difficulty and it's just boring yeah i just stop playing because <laughs> it's boring it's like more fun picking out to me like what racket to use that actually yeah and there's not even that many options <laughs> no it's <laughs> kind of lackluster at that uh, yeah that arena yeah which hey, they made it today could definitely update that yeah um but yeah topson four is just i think it's fun because it is fun um just in, in itself but it's also because there's not really a tennis game out there right now i don't think yeah you know there are not ones, not like a not like good. well you know, big, uh, like relatively big production. Yeah, accessible one. Exactly. Um, yeah, definitely not in the way that Topspin Four is. No. Uh, so that's my honorable mention. I think yeah. that rounds out the list. I think so. This is a long one. Woo! <laughs> crossing triple digits. Almost two hours. <laughs> so if you have listened to all of this, thank you. Yeah. Thank you very very much. I hope it was. And if you listen to all this, all at once, Jesus, oh what are you doing? Yeah, maybe it's a long car ride. <laughs> Probably like me, uh, working and being bored. <laughs> Good at my work. <laughs> nice. Well, <laughs> whatever the reason, if you did listen, thank you very much. Uh, really appreciate it. I this was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was cool, kind of just talking and not having notes or not preparing anything yeah that was nice maybe uh we'll do this again with another entertainment thing sure i don't think but have to think do like top podcast this one yeah (laughs) (laughs) alex's podcast no nice (laughs) legit i I, it's a good podcast i I don't listen to it yeah um but yeah thank you thank you thank you thank you i hope you enjoyed matt do you have any closing words no All right, well, we'll see you guys in the next one. You can't find me on Twitter anymore because I deleted my Twitter account. So that's who, I don't know. I don't don't think I've ever had a Twitter account. I I made a Twitter account. Was it like for a school thing or something? It was to play Madden Mobile. (laughs) (laughs) So I I don't know if I needed to. I don't even know why I did. But yeah, I never used it. You get football bucks? Probably something like that. Yeah, if you like sign in uh-huh. with your Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even play that much Madden Mobiles. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's not on your top six, top seven? No. <laughs> yeah, it was just outside. Oh, <laughs> it was number 11. <laughs> Madden Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs>